Have you ever thought to yourself, I wish I knew how to find the best grants for me? Grants I actually had a chance of winning. Maybe I'm just not a good enough writer to win grants. I just can't seem to get people to see the value of my work in my community. I know my work is incredibly important. If only I could get more grant makers to see that, I could do so much more good in the world. Well, if you have had any of those thoughts, I recommend checking out my comprehensive online grant writing course, Grant Writing Made Easy. In this self-paced six-module course, I will teach you how to find the perfect grant opportunities for you, write well-researched, compelling grant proposals, and build long-lasting relationships with funders that set you up for future success. Grant Writing Made Easy is the fastest way to learn everything you need to know to write grant proposals that help you fund the incredible work you do and leave your mark on the world. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, if you enroll now, you'll also get these exclusive bonuses. Bonus number one, 30 days of writing exercises emailed to you. Bonus number two, access to our private members-only Facebook group. Bonus number three, a $600 coupon code for a one-year subscription to GrantStation's Grants Database. And bonus number four, 11 live online writing workshops per year. And you get lifetime access to all of this. So head on over to www.writegoodco.com forward slash grant writing pro to learn more. You can choose one payment or you can even choose monthly payments and get started for just $97 today. Again, head on over to writegoodco.com forward slash grant writing pro. This is the Write Good Podcast, and I'm Dr. Krista Kerlinkis, owner of Write Good, grant writing and communications for the greater good, where we help our nonprofit, government, and academic clients and students get the funding they deserve. Today, we're going to talk about how to be a good writing partner or how to give good feedback and revision and editing suggestions on someone else's writing, as well as how to get it on yours. Even though most people think of writing as a solitary and kind of lonely activity, writing is actually so much more successful when it involves more than one person. Anytime you buy a book at Barnes & Noble or on Amazon, that piece of writing has been revised and revised and looked at by dozens of people, edited over and over again until it is the product that you read. So don't think that getting help with your writing means you're not a good writer. It means that you are. And as a writing consultant, I, of course, love writing with other people and revising and editing the writing of others. And in Write Good, any writing that we do has at least two sets of eyes on it before it gets sent back for a client to review. But writing and editing as a collaborative process can be challenging. Think back to your high school English classes or college composition courses. I bet you had to do some peer review for essays that you wrote. And I'll bet that more often than not, in those classroom peer review settings, you and your partner had little to no idea what to really say to each other, unless you were given really great guidance by your instructor. But if you're just told to comment on each other's papers, you can't guarantee that the feedback that you give will actually be helpful. In fact, some kinds of responses are notoriously unhelpful in these exercises. So maybe you've worked with someone who only ever said things like, 
this is great, this is so smart, or honestly, I don't have any suggestions for changes. And then maybe there were people who got really nitpicky in peer reviews and said, well, if this were my writing, I would change this, this, that, and that, and maybe just changing the entire argument of your writing. Neither of these approaches are very helpful at all. So I'm going to talk to you today about how to give feedback and get feedback effectively. And this is what I have learned over the years of both training to become a writing instructor in university writing courses, doing my own writing and teaching university writing courses, as well as working as a writing consultant now for three years. Feedback is something I incorporate into not only my own process as a consultant, as I said, but also into our grant writing course, Grant Writing Made Easy. So every writing module in that course has a guided peer review exercise so that students can get a variety of perspectives and input from students, likely from different types of nonprofits and fields. So if you would like to have access to those peer review exercises and join a group of some of the best grant writers out there, click that link in the show notes to learn more about the course and sign up for yourself. I would love to see you in there. All right, so let's get down to it. What makes a good writing partner? First of all, like all partnerships, it needs to be something that both parties agree to and find mutually beneficial. That means that when someone takes the time out of their schedule to read your writing and give feedback, you should probably be doing the same for them. Feedback on writing is so valuable, so no one should ever take advantage of someone who reviews their writing. That's why I always suggest writing exchanges and help students organize them in grant writing made easy so that it's not ever uneven. So if you're getting your writing reviewed, you're also reviewing someone else's writing. Now, if you know someone in your organization or at another nonprofit near you or even within another sector that you have a good relationship with, you can ask them to do a writing exchange. It might be the case that they don't have anything they need reviewed right then, So in that situation, you can always offer to review a piece of their writing in the future, kind of like a feedback IOU. Okay, so once you find someone who is willing to do a writing exchange with you, not just willing, but excited, having someone read your own writing can sometimes be a nerve-wracking experience, especially if it's one of the first times you've done it. So it's really important to set up some expectations before you share your writing with each other. Ask your writing partner what they would like you to focus on. It might be that they need help with sentence structure or some other mechanics of writing, or they might want some feedback on the quality of the research they've included and how they've integrated it, or even the overall structure of their argument. Finding this out before you begin reading will keep you from being like the kid in the high school English class who only adds a million possibly misplaced commas and makes mindless and unhelpful edits throughout the draft. So looking at the specific issues and usually larger what we call global issues is going to be more helpful than just adding a bunch of commas or correcting your partner on word choice. During your expectation-setting conversation, you should also talk about how much time you plan to spend on this. Nonprofit professionals and academics are super busy, so it's really important for you to talk about time. 
If your grant proposal, for example, is due in two weeks, then make sure that your writing exchange partner knows that you absolutely would like to have their feedback within one week so that you have a week to make revision. Being upfront about when you'd like to have your writing reviewed by will save you so many awkward emails where you dance around the question and say things like, just seeing if you had a chance to read my draft yet. I'm really looking forward to know what you think when you're anxiously tapping your fingers and counting the days until the grant due date. At this time, you could also set up some expectations for how long each of you are going to spend reviewing your drafts. This will prevent one person getting super into it and spending five hours only to find that their partner has just spent 30 minutes to an hour on theirs. So of course you can adjust this expectation during the exchange process when you find that maybe this piece of writing needs more work than you had anticipated, but make sure you're at least upfront about what you're expecting from the other person and what they can expect from you. You should also let your writing exchange partner know approximately how long your draft is in advance. Like I said, if someone is reading and reviewing your writing, it's important that they know what they're getting into. If your grant is 20 single space pages long and it seems like your writing partner is super busy but too nice to say that they don't have time for that, ask them to focus their review on just a section or two of the grant. In Grant Writing Made Easy, this is how we organize our writing exchanges so people are not totally overwhelmed. If you have time to break it up and get responses to your draft in pieces, this is a great idea no matter the length of the grant. A side note on communicating the length of a grant draft, make sure you describe the length in terms of word count instead of just page numbers. Grant proposals often come on fillable forms with big font sizes, so the number of pages can totally misrepresent how much writing there actually is to review. So just stick to a word count so there's a fair comparison. When it comes time to send your partner your draft, it is also important that they know what the context is. That means they need to have access to the grant opportunity. So share that link, a URL with them to the call for proposals, um, and a link to the grant maker's website. This will help your writing know what the grant expectations and requirements are and what the grant maker's priorities are. All right, once you've talked with your writing exchange partner and set up some basic guidelines for the exchange, it's time to get down to business and do some reading and reviewing. If time allows, I always recommend that people read through the draft quickly one time before making any comments. This gives you a chance to understand the proposal as a whole, if you're reading it as a whole, and will let the writing answer as many questions for you as possible. It might happen that early on you have a question that is answered later in the proposal. After you've read it through the first time, you can write a short initial response to the draft. Then you can read it again, this time more thoroughly and looking to make specific comments. Read for clarity and consistency. Try to put yourself in the position of the grant maker if you can. Ask questions in particular about how well the grant draft makes its case that the program is a good investment and seems well thought out. Ask yourself how well the grant tells the story of the organization. While you're reading the draft, look back to the details of the grant opportunity and even visit the grant maker's website. Read the grant directions carefully and make sure that the proposal addresses each of the questions thoroughly. If there are any points in the proposal that were unclear, make a comment about what's unclear and why it's unclear. And if you can, make a suggestion for how they could clarify. 
A great way to do this is if you are reviewing their writing digitally, like on a Word doc or in Google Docs, I recommend turning on the track changes feature. This feature is great because it allows the person who's writing your reviewing to make the decision whether or not to accept your edits. You can also add comments, and then once they have resolved the issue that you're commenting on, they can click resolve or click X on the comment, and then they know that they've taken care of that concern. Once you've finished reading and making comments on a draft, try to write a paragraph-long response to the draft. In this response, you can summarize what you thought to be the overall strengths of the writing. This is what I like to start with after I'm done responding to a piece of writing. It's especially nice for the writer and helpful if you're able to provide a suggestion for how they can translate that strength into other moments in the draft. For example, if their statement of need is particularly well-researched and specific, then you could comment on that and mention how that level of detail might improve the organizational history section. When you write this overall response to the draft, refer back to the conversation you had with your partner at the beginning of this process. Make sure you address what they thought to be their particular strengths and weaknesses in the draft. Make sure that this response paragraph is written in a kind and honest way. Whenever you make a comment about a weakness of the draft, it's helpful if you can then provide a suggestion for how they could address that. When you are writing, there is nothing worse than getting a bunch of negative feedback without any recommendations for improvement. Even if your partner doesn't take your advice exactly, the suggestion you make could inspire them to come up with a different approach to improving that section. After you finish reviewing and making comments and responses to the draft, then you can have a quick voice-to-voice -voice conversation with your writing exchange partner. Thank them for their time and attention if they have also reviewed your writing. This is also a good time to address your response to the draft as a whole, not to go through every particular suggestion you made throughout the draft. It's nice if you can both be looking at the document at the same time, so a Google Doc can be helpful in this step if you're not in the same physical space. Allow your partner to review the comments you've made for a minute before you start talking and allow them to ask questions about anything that's unclear. This conversation is also a good opportunity to talk about how you've learned from the other person's writing. Keep a balance in the conversation between both positive and negative comments, but also between time spent on each person's draft. It might even help to set a timer and agree to spend half of the allotted meeting time on one person's draft before switching. If you plan on working with your partner on another writing exchange, it can also help to give your reviewer feedback on their review. For example, if you find their comments and suggestions on how to incorporate research into the grant really helpful, let them know that you appreciate that kind of feedback and would love for them to focus their next review in that way. My final piece of advice is kind of broad, but I just want to encourage you to think about a writing exchange as an opportunity, not a responsibility. Even if you find it scary to ask someone to look at your writing, I promise it's not that bad. It actually just keeps getting better the more often you do writing exchanges and the more comfortable you get sharing and accepting feedback. And besides getting feedback on your own writing, it's an opportunity for you to read and absorb someone else's writing and learn from their style and approach. Even if their grant is for something totally different than yours, you can still learn from them. All right, that is all for today. I hope that you will set up your own writing exchange with someone soon. And again, if you would like to do that, 
through our Grant Writing Made Easy course. The link is in the show notes, and I will also give it to you right now. It's www.writegoodco.com forward slash Grant Writing Pro. All right, I hope to see you back here next week. Until next time, good luck with your grant writing. Bye for now.